welcome to the Transformational Storyteller Podcast. The stories we tell ourselves and others shape the lives we lead. I'm your host, Dara Lise Lyons. Today we have not one, but two incredible guests. Diane Wing is a prolific author. She is a spirit-led person who has um, just amazing insights about the power of connecting through the heart. She's published seven books so far and still counting. And um, she has brought with us her beautiful fur baby, Chrissy, and I can't wait to talk to them. Thanks so much, Daryl Lees. We're thrilled to be here. And my little ball of inspiration here, Chrissy, um, has been inspiring me since we got her. It's been since 2015, and she used to be my youngest brother's baby, and he passed away suddenly, and she came into our lives. My dad went and got her, and uh, she had been with my brother. She stayed with him for about 17 hours before his friend found him. And uh, then my dad went over there and he got her and he brought her home and he handed her to me and he said, she's yours and she definitely is mine and her daddy's. Um, we, uh, we healed together when, um, when we came when she came to, to be with us. And she inspired the story of Attorney at Paul, which is based in that, you know, tra our tragic loss, but then our wonderful connection. We are joined at the heart, and she is our just little love bug. And she inspired not only the first book, but also the second book that's in the works. And it's called Dog Ear Diary. So after you read Attorney at Paw, don't forget to check out Dog Ear Diary coming later this year. If you would like to read any of Diane's titles, which all of which I highly, highly recommend, especially Attorney at Paw, I found it riveting from the first word to the last word. Uh, you can check out her publisher's website and her publisher is Loving Healing Press. They've generously extended a 15% discount to uh, any of our viewers or listeners for this podcast. It's a podcast specific discount. So if you'd like to take advantage of that offer, go to www.lhpress.com backslash transformational storyteller and they've got a whole list of recommended reading um, for anyone who is interested in stories and or transforming their lives and you can buy any loving healing press title for 15% off just by using the coupon code DARALYSE that's D-A-R-A-L-Y-S-E again Diane and Chrissy for being here and um, and thank you so much for telling that story about your brother and about how Chrissy came to be with you and I, I feel like you know 
this is a podcast about transformation and the transformation that happens as a result of our experiences. And, you know, I just can't even tell you how heartbreaking and heartwarming I find the way that Chrissy came to you. And I'm just wondering if you can talk a little bit more about what you might have been feeling at that time, you know, when you first got Chrissy. Well, it's interesting because I had a loss of opso 14 years before that, yeah. and he was my baby, and he, I had him from uh, 11 weeks old until two weeks before his 15th birthday. Okay. So he was my baby, and when he passed, it hurt so much. I said, I'm not, I'm not doing this again because I just can't. Yes. I can't go through it. And so I missed having that fur baby energy in yeah. the house, and I'm very animal-oriented. So when my dad, um, and my dad has given me every animal I have ever had in my life. Okay. So when he gave Chrissy to yeah. me, yeah. that was like divinely guided. There's right. no way that that was just yes. random. Yes. And when I held her for the first time as my baby, because you know I knew her before, but right. as my baby, my heart just blasted open and my whole energy softened. And I think that's the gift that animals give us. And especially this baby, she's she's extraordinary in her gentleness and her caring way. And she's very nurturing. And she's also very analytical because she is aware of everything that's going on. And she's very aware of how my husband and I are feeling. Yeah, yeah. So she's always right there when you need her. And she's always there for a laugh, too. Well, you know, and um, so anyone who's listening to this podcast doesn't have the benefit of being able to see Chrissy. Um, so, you know, I'm going to highly recommend that if you are listening, that you uh, later when you're not driving or walking or doing whatever it is that you're doing, um, you at least take a moment to just check in to the, to the video version of this podcast because uh, Chrissy is this beautiful and exceedingly well-behaved shizu and um you know i find that diane one of the things that is just a common theme in all of your work whether it was i read your book attorney at paw um and you know you have a book about tarot cards you actually have seven published books um uh, but one of the the thematic elements that I found again and again in looking at your work and looking at your website is just the issue of spirituality and the issue of heart connection. And so that feels like it's it's an essential thread that carries through all your work. Would you speak a little more about that? It is because I think we need to feel a connection, whether it's to our work or to other people mm -hmm. or to whatever you know, beloved energies yeah. and entities are, yes. are in our lives. And when we don't have that connection, that's when people feel lonely. That's when people um, have a very difficult time in life, right? Yeah. And also, the other part of, of having the heart in the work is that people who read my work can feel it like you yes. did, right? Yeah. And so as long as I'm connected there, it's gonna it's gonna be uh, meaningful to the reader. Yeah, if yeah. I'm disconnected, right? If anyone is disconnected from the energy, um, 
it doesn't have that same impact, yeah. right? So, like my in my book, the true nature of energy, um, I talk about this in in great detail because to be aware of our energy and what's affecting it, how we're affecting it from the inside, what's affecting it from the outside, yeah. um, it, to be aware of that is essential, so that we can enhance our vibrational level. And for for those who don't uh, generally talk in in the aspects of vibrational frequency or things like that, when it's higher, you feel lighter, you're joyful, you're happier. When it's lower, when it's denser, it's heavier, we're depressed, yeah. things aren't going well, right? Well, and when you were talking about loneliness, I mean, I think it, that sense of loneliness that you speak of, it's like an existential loneliness, right? It's like this soul eviscerating loneliness and um, anyone who knows my background or my story knows that that is where I came from you know that I had this deep sense of profound loneliness that didn't seem to relate to whether I was with people or by myself it was just an all the time yep. loneliness and what I feel in your work is like a desire I mean I read your book I read attorney at paw while I was, um, you know, sitting in my living room, but I felt in the presence of someone else as I was reading it. And so I think it's possible to feel lonely when surrounded by people, mm -hmm. and I think it's possible to feel connected and full even when you're by yourself. And so yeah. um, I guess I wanted to ask, I have, have you always felt a sense of connection to spirit or to the people or animals or, or, or did you have to go searching for that? I think it's innate when we're children. Mm. And as a child, uh, I spent a lot of time in the woods. Trees have always been my primary spirit source of rejuvenation and, yeah. and joy and growth. And anytime I felt upset, I would go right into the woods and I'd feel better. Yeah. Right. So I think that we understand at a core level when we're little, before we get jaded and, and we have these experiences where people are trying to tell us how to have the spiritual experience. Yes. I think it's something that's very personal that each person has to define for themselves. Um, but I remember watching a praying mantis for 45 minutes one time. He was sitting on my window and I just watched him and I felt the most profound connection yeah. that we were one, that everything was connected. Yeah. And I, I was little. Yeah. And it, it was so natural. Right, right. It, yeah, yeah. And, and they're probably whatever those things are, right, that we're taught as we kind of get older, like we're kind of, I think, taught to put the lid on some of those very natural and very innate um, kind of, I guess, like intuitive aspects of connecting with self, connecting with others. Like if you watch a child at play, they are so alive and in it. And, you know, as adults, I think we're taught not to do that. And I, I don't know why we're taught not to do that. Um, and I certainly part of my own life is that I, I play a lot. You know, I do comedy improv. I do. We were talking about you went to see a show last night and you said you just laughed and laughed, right? Yeah. And the whole auditorium was connected. Yes. And because we were all 
understanding we were all in the same perspective, we were all resonating with yeah. what the performer was saying, and it was kind of like we felt as one. But we have to understand in a grander scheme that everyone is connected. We're connected to everybody and to spirit. Right, right. right. And we only feel that loneliness, that profound loneliness, when we're disconnected, when we cut ourselves off. It's not just from other people, right. yes. but from source. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about the things that you use to plug back into connection, because I think it's very human, it's very natural to kind of experience moments of disconnection and then plug back in. And so what are some of the ways that you do that? Well, hugging Chrissy yes. is like <laughs> instant connection. Um, if I hold her against my chest mm -hmm. and we're connected at the heart, yeah, that's like, oh, immediate. Yeah. But again, I still go into the woods or okay. I go sit by uh, one of my favorite trees in my yard. I have a, this old sycamore. It's mm -hmm. gotta be at least 60 years old, yeah. maybe older. And this tree has so much beautiful energy and um, that helps me. Or I, I share something with somebody yeah. else. So when I share things with people, there's that connection because they either resonate with it or they want to know more or I get their perspective on something yes. and it's that sharing. The other way is it's very simple. It's to, to do random acts of kindness. So for example, I was in the supermarket and I saw this person struggling and, yeah. and their shoe was untied and they couldn't bend over. They were having a lot of physical difficulty yeah. and I just went over and I tied their shoe, and they were like, "Ah, oh, like that, like, yeah. and yeah. that was such a, a deep connection in that moment. Yes, yes. Well, and that sometimes happens. I mean, I don't know if you've ever, like, just where you have this profound connection with someone that you're never gonna see again, you're, you've never seen it's, before, but yep. I think that's part of, like, that heart level connection that you were speaking of. and. And I also, I wanted to hear a little bit more about the work that you do, because I, you know, there, Diane has written another book about the true nature of tarot. Um, and I feel like part of what you help people do is you act as a guide for them in creating a connection to something bigger, something more meaningful. So can you yes. talk a little bit about that? Sure. So tarot is actually a book of metaphysics. Okay. Tarot describes how to connect to the divine. Yes, yeah, yeah. And so I know a lot of people think it's evil and whatever, but there's a lot of mysticism. And when I say mysticism, I mean connection to the divine right. in each of the images, depending on the artwork. Um, but the way that you re respond to those images is really important and it says a lot about you and where you are in your life and what your perspective is. Yes. It helps you to actually understand what your belief system is. Mm -hmm. And if you can look at the cards and tell a story with them yeah. in the spread, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is, is indicative of what you're going through at the moment. Like if you're just trying to read the story yeah. in it, not necessarily for somebody else, right, right. but for just, okay, give me a message about what's going on with me. Uh -huh. And you see this and you go, oh, 
Well, it's almost in a way, a little bit the way you're describing it, like a little like the ink blot test, right? In that, you know, people mm -hmm. look at the ink blot and it's like, well, you know, you might see a butterfly and I might see a like a a band-aid or something. And yes. it, it's it it really has to do with what's going on inside of us in a given That's in right. a given moment. Well, and it's funny because you were talking about spirituality and the difference between spirituality and religion and like how different people come to know whatever their larger purpose is in life. And I remember probably the most miserable I ever was was in high uh, in college, actually, um, just out of high school. And I decided I was going to declare a double major in English and religious studies. And I was going to come to know God. Like I was going to, you know, to, to like get religion <laughs> through information. I've never been more confused or more suicidally depressed because, yeah. because there was no room. There was no space for me to have an experience or me to have an interpretation. And I was just trying to logic my way to a heart connection. And it's so funny that you pinpointed that time in your life because I went through the same thing. Did you? It's called Dark Night of the Soul. Yeah, okay. And I was in a, a Catholic university, so we had we didn't have to claim it as a major, but like we had to yes, take religion yes, anyway. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some of my favorite classes, actually. But I decided that I wanted to know more about science. Yeah. And... I was wrongly thinking that science and di divination, uh, you know, understanding spirit yes. was mutually exclusive. Uh, I didn't realize yeah. that they support each other. Oh my gosh, 1000%. Like if you do, like if you have any interest in like quantum physics or, exactly. yes, 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 or I'm, there's, um, you know, the, the secret. Um, there's like, what the bleep do we know? I think those are the both Dow kind of, of the Tao of physics. There's, yeah, I mean, there's so much research nowadays yep. that's showing that there is a link between some of these like modern evolutions and theories and what ancient people have known all along, which is that there is a sense of interconnectedness and yeah. Yes. yeah. But, but that depression, that, that deep Yes. all-encompassing depression like the the whole world looks gray when you don't have that connection to source and I'm not saying that those who don't believe can't experience something that's meaningful and profound because I think they totally oh, can yes yes I think they're doing it in their way and they're it's it's a matter of semantics isn't it like yeah. what are we calling it how are we defining it but I think the experience is similar right um because anybody who has meaning in their life is yeah. divinely connecting. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's the thing. And I think there are some people who might have more of a, like, a standardized belief system, right. but don't have that meaning. They don't have that passion. And mm -hmm. I, think, I think that's a very painful place to be as well. You know, I think that we're all really hungry for a purpose. We're all really starving for that. And as a person who, you know, comes from a background in anorexia, right? Like I like I know what it is to be starving physically and I know what it is to be starving spiritually. And I personally, I have found meaning in the work that I do and um, and a sense of connection and love. And and so, you know, I I feel like you have that too. I mean, nobody can be as prolific as you are and not have a sense of meaning and purpose. Yeah, you know, 
some of these concepts are really difficult for people to understand. And even if it's stated simply, then it's a matter of trying to put it into practice, yes. which can be very difficult yes. for some people. And so um, it, I, when I when I do the work, whether whether I'm writing a, a scary story, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, there's still some type of a, you know, an underlying meaning going on, and yeah. some kind of an insight that the the characters are are gaining. Yeah. But it's really about not separating from spirit and your normal life. Yeah, you can have both, and it's better to have both. Like if you go to church or whatever right. other yeah, yeah, tradition yeah, yeah. and you go to this building every whatever particular day yeah. it's designated, you're separating your spiritual practice from your daily life because it only happens in that building. Yes, yes. Whereas if you're doing it, like we're doing it here, right? Our energy is exchanging. I'm feeling my baby yeah, and she's happy. Yeah. We're connecting with your listeners and your viewers. All of that, all of this is divinely guided. I can feel it. I could feel the energy that, yeah, you know, uh -huh. it, that we're creating here. And it doesn't, I'm not separated from it. Right. I'm not doing this outside of my normal practice. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is part of my practice to talk about this, to help people understand. Right, right. Well, it's always, you know, it's kind of funny, right? Because I, I go to yoga classes and there will be, you know, people who are like gritting, you know, driving to yoga, like stressed about getting to yoga, you know, and then they leave yoga and they're like giving each other the finger in the parking lot, right? Or like the same thing with church, you know, it's like, oh, like I, like I'm, I, I got to hurry up and get to church, but I'm going to yell at my kids and like drag them out of the house to get there or whatever. And, right. you know, I just, it is about that continuity. Mm -hmm. You know, it is about, um, you know, occasionally I'll have someone reach out to me, one of my yoga students, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm so tired. You know, I really want to come to yoga, but I'm so tired. And I'm like, no, your yoga is sleeping yeah. in or whatever. Or, And same thing with, um, with the spirit connection. It's like maybe it happens by going and sitting in a pew somewhere. Maybe it happens by hugging a tree. Maybe it happens by hugging a person or tying someone's yeah. shoes. And... Uh, you know, I think that all of that is part of living a, I'm a big believer in living an authentic and integrated life. And I think that's what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I know people who do meditation practice and that's great. 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night and whatever yeah. form of, of, of that you're doing. You don't have to separate that. You can meditate. Yes. In the moment, I meditate when I'm brushing her. I brush her, I'm focusing yeah. on her hair and how she's feeling. And the world revolves around that action, yes. right? If I'm deadheading my roses, yeah. I'm in that moment. Sometimes I get a flash of Morticia Adams, you know, yeah. cutting yeah, 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 the, yeah. the heads <laughs> yes. off a of rose. Yes, 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 but, yes. You know, it's all about that yes. clicking, that movement, that identifying where the next thing is. And that's being in the moment, that's meditation. Well, you know what's funny? Like, I'm going to take us on a little bit of a tangent, but the Morticia Adams thing that you were talking about. And, um, you know, I'm 
sure most people uh, know the reference, but I'm just going to kind of like say it. The, the Adams Family, um, which was a TV show and then made into a movie and, and all that. But they were, you know, these dark, twisted people that got pleasure out of darkness. And I got to say, I consider myself to be one of those people. Like, I get pleasure out of darkness. As I was reading, you know, I was reading your story, which is a mystery. And, um, and what I love is that, you know, like, in the darkest moments, you had moments of connection and redemption. And I, you know, I find that. And the Adams family, you know, the, the love relationship between the two of them, that's like my ideal love story, right? And they are these oh, dark yeah. people. So, you know, I think it's possible to find spirit even in the darkness, especially in the darkness. And their family connection, their family was really solid. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Even though it was yeah. a little quirky, but what family is it? I mean, right. that's, that, everybody's yeah. dysfunctional, okay? Let's get rid of the idea of norm. Yeah. There's yeah. no norm. There's The only normal is what you're creating for yourself. And that's the other part of, of spirituality is when you're connected, you're getting divine guidance, right? I call it divine downloads. It's intuition. Yes. It's an idea that pops in. It's, you know, guiding you to turn left or right, yeah. uh, whatever that looks like. But um, it's also about how that guidance is translated in your decision-making process because we always have free will. Right. If, if you are in a life that you hate, take a look at the decisions that you made that got you into this moment. Yes. And know that you have the power to make decisions to get back out. <laughs> and I think, too, and tell me how you feel about this, but I think you're right on to something. Take a look at the decisions that you've made that, that have brought you to this place. And I also say, you know, take a look at the stories that, you've, that you're telling yourself Absolutely. about yourself, about who you are, what you deserve, your yeah. past your capacity to manifest the future that you want. So, I mean, I think we're really saying the same thing, right? Which is you matter enough to have the life that you want, right? And right. you and you matter to spirit, you matter to source, you matter to the people around you. And if you don't matter to the people around you, get new people. Exactly. Right? <laughs> get, get new, new people. people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, absolutely. Um, well, and so, Diane, I just... Um, Speaking of people and speaking of connecting, where can people connect with you? I have a website, dianewing.com. I also have dianewingauthor.com that's just about my books, but the, the books are also on dianewing.com. On there, there's a lot of free articles. There is my radio show, um, and all of that is free to listen to. And you can also take my wing vibrational quiz, to find out where you're vibrating. Oh, so, cool. And do you give pointers for how to kind of raise your vibration if you're, if someone's well, not? Well, that, you just get the result. Yeah. And then in my book, The True Nature of Energy, goes into great detail. Yeah. I Also, my book, The Happiness Perspective, um, where there's all my nonfiction books have exercises in them so that you can apply the concepts because I really think that just knowing something oh, it's is useless. useless. Yeah, yeah, it's useless. <laughs> well, it, it actually, for me, knowing something without applying it can make me more depressed. Because yeah. I'm like, I should be doing better, but I'm not. So, right. yeah, so I think that's fabulous. Yeah. And um, 
And you work with people. Do you only work with people in Philadelphia? Do you work with people sort of um, remotely? Because I know you'll do tarot yeah. card readings and yeah. coaching and stuff. Um, I do work by phone, by okay. Zoom, if you, you want a, yeah. an interactive visual experience. Yes. Um, I, I um, do it in person locally, okay. but you don't have to be local. I mean, let's use the technology available to us, right, to, to connect. Absolutely. And I think technology can be a source of disconnection or connection, right? Yeah. So, oh. yes. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I don't tend to constantly have a device in my hand. I think that actually blocks spirit. I, I think so, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So try to, like, unplug sometimes. But also, like, grab a book, you know, and, and that can be yeah. another source of connection. But with my books, you can get them on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Yes, um, absolutely. For our Kobo, listeners, definitely go on Loving Healing, um, Press. Loving Healing Press and enter the coupon code DARELISE for 15% off um, yep. on all of Diane's amazing books and any other books that are on the site. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's wonderful. And then definitely I want people to check you out on dianewing.com because you're doing such a wonderful, humble job here of kind of talking about yourself and, and the work that you do. And uh, but, but really, it's amazing. And I think you're an invaluable resource for people. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, and I like to, you know, I, I want to, because this is a podcast about storytelling and the transformations that can come as a result of, of stories. You know, I grew up listening to uh, fairy tales, my mom reading fairy tales and children's books and all that. And, you know, in every story, there's like a moral, there's a theme, there's some sort of mm -hmm. takeaway. And so I guess I would just want to ask, you know, if you had, if someone were to read your life story to date, what would the moral or the theme be that you want them to emerge with? What would their, the takeaway be? You can create any life you want. You can create it. And that's what I'm hoping my work helps people do because I know everybody can reach their potential if they want to. If they don't want to, that's fine too. Yeah. But in that process, own it. Don't judge yourself. Don't should. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah. it go. Um, if, if you're ha comfortable in your discomfort, that's fine. If you're not... Do something about it. You have the power to do something. Oh, I love that. I love that. Can that be my theme? I love, <laughs> I love that so much. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Diane. And thank you, Chrissy. And I hope that, you know, everyone listening and watching will at least buy one of your many books um, because you write such life-changing things. And I think that depending on where someone is in a given moment, they bring different um, you know, just a different set of stories to your work, um, and they can they can emerge with different takeaways. But I, I really love everything that you shared, and thank you so much. Thank you. It's yeah. been a pleasure. So if you watch this episode on video, if you're watching this episode on video, you can see the special surprise gift that we've selected um, as uh, part of this episode. Um, and if you can't, if you happen to be on audio, I highly suggest that you check out the show notes for something that you can purchase as a fun way to celebrate the fur mothers in your life. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Transformational Storyteller Podcast. 
As always, thanks to our sponsors, Loving Healing Press and Just Strong. Our production team at Rebel Hill Consulting, and of course, many thanks to you, the listener. Whoever you are, wherever you are, I hope you're creating stories that empower you and inspire others.